reporting this morning about Donald Trump's handling of potentially sensitive national security information while he was president, according to the New York Times, in 60 Minutes Australia. Trump allegedly shared information about his calls with the leaders of Ukraine and Iraq with an Australian billionaire named Anthony Pratt, who is a member of Mar-a-Lago. Pratt is also a key prosecution witness in Trump's classified documents probe. He gave an interview to the special counsel, Jack Smith. CNN's affiliate in Australia, Nine News, obtained what they claim are secret recordings of Pratt speaking about Trump. Here's what he allegedly said about a conversation Trump had with Iraq's president. Well, I hadn't even heard it. It hadn't even been on the news yet. He said, I just bombed Iraq today. And the president of Iraq called me up and said, you just leveled my city. And he said, and I said to him, OK, what are you going to do about it? And he also recalled Trump sharing information about that infamous call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, where Trump pressured Zelensky to launch an unfounded corruption probe of Joe Biden. Trump said, uh, you know, that Ukraine phone call, that was nothing compared to what I usually do. And he said, that Ukraine phone call, that's nothing compared to what we usually talk about. Brad also offered some searing critiques of Trump's personal ethics, saying he, quote, says outrageous things nonstop. CNN's Caitlin Polance is in Washington with more. Uh, good morning, Caitlin. So what more can you tell us about this particular witness and these conversations? Well, good morning, Emra. What we're hearing now from this new reporting from The New York Times and 60 Minutes Australia is that it's showing how cavalier Donald Trump was, even when president, with national security secrets. So the information that's coming out now is through audio tapes of Anthony Pratt, this Australian billionaire and a Mar-a-Lago club member who was talking about his interactions with Trump. So on these tapes, he talks about how Trump was telling him about his conversations with world leaders. Uh, one of the tapes, Pratt describes Trump talking to him about uh, speaking to the president of Iraq. So the specifics of what Pratt said on that tape include he said, so speaking about Trump, I just bombed Iraq today. The president of Iraq called me up and said, you just leveled my city. I said to him, OK, what are you going to do about it? And so it's showing this type of conversation that Trump would have had with just a club member, someone who's not even an American, someone who's an Australian who's quite powerful at the club while ever Trump was president. And so that is the reporting that's coming out. But the twist here Amra, is that Anthony Pratt is on the witness list of people who are lined up to potentially testify against the former president in this federal criminal case in Florida about his handling of national security secrets after the presidency. Now, that case is about the sharing of documents and the refusal to return classified records back to the federal government. But knowing what Pratt had to say here on these audio tapes about his interactions with Trump while Trump was president, that could very well be playing into the case. We don't know exactly what Pratt would testify to at a trial like that, but we do know, Amara, that prosecutors really want to highlight how it is a risk to the United States to have someone who knows state secrets, who's willing to share them with others, uh, and who knew that he had a responsibility not to share things like that. It's incredible if uh, the former president was that cavalier with, as you say, a, a club member, a powerful club member. You wonder what he was allegedly uh, potentially you know, saying to closer friends and family members. Caitlin Polance, great to see you. Thank you very much.
So Donald Trump, as you heard from Caitlin there, he is facing a complicated web of legal problems. There are the upcoming criminal trials in New York, Washington and Florida, some of them federal criminal trials, and an ongoing civil trial in New York. But the racketeering case in the state of Georgia could be his most threatening after two co-defendants flipped last week and agreed to testify in the case. Joining me now to discuss is Elise Adamson, an attorney and legal commentator. Elise, great to see you. First, I just want to get your reaction to Caitlin Polance's uh, reporting there and the fact that this club member it will now be testifying um, in the documents case. I mean, how damning could his testimony be for the former president? Yeah, this was interesting development, but not surprising. I think the allegations against Mr. Trump in the document case in general indicate this cavalier attitude and his continued disclosure of sensitive information. I think his testimony could be potentially very damning. It's going to set out a pattern of former President Trump sharing very sensitive classified information to people who did not have a security clearance or were able to hear it. I think it's also important to note, and as the reporting did, that Mr. Pratt was already on the witness list. So it's unclear as to whether or not Jack Smith was aware of this recording, but he's very aware of the potential evidentiary value of what Mr. Pratt has to say. Of course, the former president is denying that he made any of these statements. But Mr. Pratt is going to be testifying under oath. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in court. There are so many buckets, right? So that was the bucket of the federal documents case, that criminal case. Let's talk about the Georgia criminal case, the criminal racketeering charges. So you have Kenneth Chesbro, who is a former attorney for Trump. He's been called the architect of the fake electors plot, was really a central figure. And then you also have Sidney Powell, another former attorney of Trump's, who uh, was a face of those campaign claims of voter fraud. Uh, and she pleaded guilty, uh, admitting her role in the 2021 breach of the election systems in Coffee County, Georgia. Uh, Trump's been lashing out on his Truth Social platform this weekend, weekend saying Sidney Powell was never his attorney, um, even though she was. So uh, how serious is it for Trump that you have two former attorneys of his who have reached this cooperation plea deal um, and they will now testify? Yeah, it's very bad for the former president. Uh, they're former attorneys, and so usually the communications between attorneys and their clients are privileged. Here, those very, very, very sensitive conversations are no longer privileged because of the crime fraud exception. It's pierced that veil. So the testimony that they could offer against the former president is significant. Now, of course, we don't know exactly what happened in those conversations, but these are two people who were insiders. They were present for what we know to conversations that had to do with subverting the democratic process. And so potentially could undermine the former president's defense that a lot of that he didn't know, that he truly believed, that he had won the election. And I think that's where he really needs to worry, because before a lot of this had to be inferred. But it is possible that they have direct knowledge as to what he was thinking at the time. And so this is very serious. Mr. Trump had a very bad week last week. Okay, so th there's the other bucket of the other federal trial that Trump faces uh, criminal charges for, and that is for the January 6th 
uh, insurrection. Jack Smith uh, um, presented that indictment. Um, could there be implications to that case from the testimony that we hear from Powell and Chesbro? Absolutely. You know, I think after they pled guilty, uh, it, this was a strong indication that they are probably now going to cooperate in that January 6th federal trial. Recall, they're not currently charged there. They are both named as unindicted co-conspirators. Jack Smith has the power to supersede that indictment and join them to that indictment. And then they'll be facing federal charges. They have just admitted in a state case that they did it. And so I think it is most likely that their counsel has already gotten on the phone and asked to cooperate. And so there, what you see is the exact same testimony. They can't testify to one thing in the Georgia case and something different in the federal case. Their statements have to be consistent. So all of the analysis for those potentially very damning statements that would be used in the Georgia case would also be applicable to the federal case. So I think we should expect to see some cooperation there. And I would not be surprised if those both of them go and offer a proffer to Jack Smith very soon. Wow. OK. That's an interesting prediction. Uh, I want you to take a listen, Elise, uh, to what Donald Trump said. He had time to uh, be at a campaign rally in Iowa last week. Here he is. What they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. He claims he is willing to go to jail. Is jail time uh, a real threat for Trump? He's facing 91 felony counts. So I, I do think jail time is a real threat to Mr. Trump. I mean, again, he seems to be Teflon. He's been able to behave in a certain way, uh, having his cases pending in the criminal justice system that the average American just would not get away with. But I think now what we're seeing is signals that he's not above the law. We saw it in his civil trial when he was just fined $5,000 on Friday for violating a gag order and then being admonished to stop and being told jail time is a possibility if he continues to uh, not comply with that order. We have a similar order in the federal January 6th trial. He must comply with that gag order or he could be incarcerated. I think the question is, is he willing to go to jail to prove a point and to continue to rally his base? Because every single time a judicial action is taken against him, he uses it as a political talking point. So, yes, the, the threat of jail is, is real if he is convicted of these charges and if he continues to be in noncompliance with judicial orders. But the better question is, will it actually help him and continue to rally his supporters? Well, I think the answer is yes for now. Elise, <laughs> appreciate seeing you. Thank you.